everybody. Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crip Review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostess, and today's episode is Season 6, Episode 4, Operation Friendship. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired November 9th, 1994. It was directed by Roland Mesa, who also directed Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation, which was a TV movie. The screenplay is by Rob Ross. It stars Tate Donovan from movies like Argo and Shooter. Michelle Burke from movies like Coneheads and Dazed and Confused. John Caponera from TV's The Good Life. And Peter Dobson from movies like The Frighteners. I'm going to go ahead here and read the information on the back of the box. For Season 6, Episode 4, Operation Friendship. Two's a crowd. A nerdish computer programmer finds his love life hampered by his imaginary buddy. Oh, well, that's disappointing. So they actually tell you about what the twist, like, it's not like a twist twist, like you find out about it being his imaginary friend fairly quickly, like you can figure it out. But it's a little annoying that they kind of give it away because I, it was a little fun. Like, I didn't read the back before I watched it. And so it's a little fun to be like, like, I didn't quite remember this one when I watched it. So yeah, we'll get into that. This episode's a little annoying. It's not my, one of my favorites. And I think I'm starting to notice a trend on the episodes that I don't care for. And a lot of them are when people who are not all that bad or all that immoral or all that evil or whatever, they get a comeuppance that they don't quite deserve. This alongside of other episodes like Three's a Crowd or even the last one, Whirlpool, where it's like the people aren't really all that bad, like the main people to where it's like, why is all this happening? I guess some of it is just like, well, it just happens because screw it. You know, people gets, get screwed over all the time. <laughs> But this episode also is a, it's just a bit annoying. So let's get into it. Season 6, Episode 4, Operation Friendship. This episode opens with the Crypt Keeper and he is in a scuba suit. Like, a, like he's going to go deep sea fishing. He's got not necessarily the scuba hat, but he's got the little like the mouthpiece thing when you would like snorkel. Snorkel. That's what he's got. <laughs> a snorkel and a harpoon gun hooked onto a long cable. And he's got a little French accent. Hello, boils and ghouls. It's me, your favorite creep from the deep, Jacques Cousteau. You're just in time. I'm about to dive into tonight's tale. Care to join me? He says his name is Jacques Cousteau instead of Jacques Cousteau, which was a French explorer. So like that's the joke, like Jacques instead of Jacques. Ah, ha, ha, funny. <laughs> so he's having fun. He's going to go hunting for something. So this episode opens up in an office setting. Everyone's got like their little cubicles or whatever. And it starts out with the main guy, Nelson, played by Tate Donovan. Nelson is a computer programmer. He's really smart. You find out later that he knows like Chinese and he he's very good at programming the programs he does. He gets very involved in his work where he kind of doesn't notice things around him and just like, he's just really good at it. So he's in his cubicle, he's got his glasses on, he's got some headphones in from his Walkman because it's 1994 and he's just working on his programs as they're bringing in the credits and everything and he breaks open or he gets into a stash of chocolate because he's like stuck, right? He's working on this program. It's like chocolate helps him computer. So he pulls out the chocolate bar and he eats it. And then he does this thing where he'll take the wrapper and like kind of roll it up into a little shape and then put it on his shelf where he makes like a little tower out of these, which come up later, which will help you like with the passage of time. 
So as he's working on all this and everything, and you hear all the sounds of the office and all this, uh, a door opens nearby and he doesn't see this yet because he's kind of in his own world doing his own thing, listening to music or whatever. And this guy, a couple people in suits and this other woman and like a lot of people coming up out of a business meeting. And this guy who was in the meeting, his name is Jack, comes over and he's talking to Nelson. He's like, hey, what's up? And Nelson's like, oh, hey, man. Oh, yeah, I got to get to that meeting. You know, um, are you coming to the meeting? And Jack's like, I just left the meeting. He's like, what are you talking about? And he looks at like the time and he's like, oh man, like he got so involved in his programming and eating chocolate that he forgot to go to the meeting. And that's when this big wig upper management lady comes over and she's like, Jack, McFarland just called with a question about the program you wrote. He wants to know, can we make it voice activated? Um, the accounting program? Jack did a great job. Jack? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Tell McFarland if he wants his voice activated, he's got it. I got a feeling those VP stripes are just a matter of time. You told them you wrote the program? Well, I don't think I used those exact words. Hey, about this voice activated idea, can we do it? You mean, can I do it? He's the main programmer for this proposal. Like, this Jack guy is taking credit for everything that Nelson's doing and promising things that he's not even sure Nelson could do, but saying that Jack would be doing it. And Jack's got this, like, kind of slightly guilty look on his face, but he's like, okay. And so the lady leaves, and then Nelson's like, seriously? And Jack's like, can we do what I was promising? And he's like, do you mean, can I do what you were promising? And then Jack gets, like, irritated at him because he's getting called out. He's like, just keep in mind that if once I get moved up in this company, which is going to happen, I'll take you with me. And it's like, "Uh uh-huh, right, sure you will. You're already stepping on Nelson now. Nelson is hard worker and not super confident and putting himself out there and things like that. I think he's, like, his early 30s or something like that but I mean he's good at what he does but people are stepping all over him so he leaves work in a huff or like you know kind of in a bad mood because you know Jack's screwing him over and what you know and there's not much he can do about it he don't know what to do and so he's coming home and he's walking he lives in this apartment building and he's coming down with a box of some stuff I guess it's like maybe it's the weekend and he's gonna work on some computery stuff in his apartment And then as he's walking, there's these other guys with him holding boxes and there's someone moving in across the hall. And it's this woman, her name is Jane, played by Michelle Burke. And she walks up to Nelson and she's like, oh no, the box, it goes in here. And he's like, no, I live here. And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, I thought you were a mover. And I'm like, that's like a really cute moving meet cute kind of thing. I thought that was kind of cute. That it's like, that's how they meet or get introduced to each other, even though they're neighbors and they probably would have eventually She's cute. She's like kind of, she's really friendly and like talkative and stuff. And they seem to hit it off right away, at least as neighbors. Like it's going to be, it's going to be fine. So he goes into his apartment and after he walks in, he puts the box down. He's had a long day and this guy stands up and he's in like this smoking jacket kind of thing, like a red, like crushed velvet smoking jacket or something. And he's all excited to see him like a puppy. He's like clapping. He's like, hey, what's up, man? segment this evening we'll be demonstrating how even the most disgusting leftover can be made even more disgusting by simply nuking it too long warning 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 and finally we'll pay yet another fun-filled visit to our friends on the internet in a segment that i like to call am i bulletin board or what and this guy's name is Eddie. And Eddie's played by Peter Dobson. And he's like, Nelson, you're home. Hey, what's up? And at first you're like, I mean, if you wouldn't have read the back of the box, you would be thinking, oh, this is like his roommate or like a brother or cousin or something. 
And he's very, like, in bold colors always compared to Nelson's character. He's very outspoken. He's very upbeat. He's got, like, slick back kind of greasy hair. And he's like, what do you want to do tonight? Are we going to, like, check out the lady across the street who's changing? And he's just like, no, I just need to work. And there's a bit of a shirt continuity error here, too, where Eddie's doing, like, this whole big speech about everything, about things he could do in his life and confidence and things. I don't know. And uh, Nelson is changing his shirt and he tucks in his shirt. And then immediately when he walks into the kitchen, it's untucked. So it's like, you could tell there was like a seam cut there. Not a big deal. Just, I noticed it. So yeah, so he's trying to like calm this Eddie guy down. He's like, okay, I've had a long day. I'm just working. He's got like this computery desk setup thing that he works on. His apartment's not bad. I mean, it's small, but it's like, it's functional it's fairly clean you know I mean he's got a couple like takeout boxes and stuff everywhere but he's a you know they're trying to imply he's a bachelor of the 90s and so Jane shows up I think yeah the same night and she's like I need to use your phone so I can check my voicemail messages because my phone's like not my electricity is like not set up or something and he's like sure come in you know because it's 1994 you got to check your voicemails and she notices like his computer set up and she's like oh this is cool and he's got like he made some sort of app that's basically like Yelp or like Google Maps kind of thing because she's like oh I was thinking of getting some food some Chinese and he's like yeah I, I can show you the map and he goes over to his computer and he like pops in Chinese restaurants or whatever and it brings up this like really really basic map of like all these streets in I think New York and she's like wow that's crazy and he's like yeah I made it and it can help you find all these different things and I'm like oh he already has created this app that's he knows what he's doing he, and then look how advanced they are <laughs> like I mean it's so much more fluid now in, in the app there but like he's like no I did it myself on this old computer like I mean it's not old here but you know what I mean and so this whole time Eddie's not really talking like he's kind of hiding behind a door or um not around like he kind of disappeared where that's where I'm kind of like okay this is this is definitely an imaginary friend because then at one point he, he pops up like twice towards the end and just yells like ask her out or you know whatever like that and he's like shh and like she doesn't hear that and so I'm like okay well he's imaginary so you feel you figure it out fairly quickly so basically they decide to to go to this Chinese restaurant together. So they go and they're at this kind of big circular table for just the two of them, but they're eating and he's ordered in Chinese and like, she's like, that's so impressive and that you taught yourself that and you know, all this stuff. And she's really impressed by him and, and she's like a little flirty and things like that. And then as he's, I guess, starting to get a little nervous or whatever, Eddie shows up. Where did you learn to speak Chinese? Oh, well, um... I taught it to myself. I, uh, my company uh, had a, a Chinese client, a corporation, and I just figured it'd be easier to learn the language if I, uh, you know, if I was programming for them. So I, I was fascinated with the culture. Really? That's amazing. Well. Don't you think it's amazing? You know, you're allowed to think it of yourself. Well, sometimes, anyway. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, believe me, it's pretty amazing. Listen... I just wanted to thank you for coming out with me. I have a real thing about eating alone. Now, the whole idea of being alone is hard enough. It just seems that much harder over dinner. I know exactly what you mean. Holy mackerel, what's that knock us? Are you all right? Uh, hey, relax, you're the one who brought me so, here. So, so, uh, so uh, what do you do? I work for the school system. Doesn't look like any of the teachers that I remember. That that must be uh, that must be very rewarding for you. Yeah. Uh, oh, we talk some tea. Oh yeah. Oh baby, I love your dumplings. And he's being really 
kind of gross. Like he's commenting on her breasts and doing bad uh, Chinese bit racist stereotype impressions and all this stuff and just being obnoxious and she can't see him and he's making uh, Nelson uncomfortable. Nelson ends up under the table because there's like one point where Eddie's behind Jane and like massaging her shoulders and she kind of is acting weird like she can kind of feel it but I don't know. Eddie goes under the table to look up her skirt and that's when Nelson goes down there like what are you doing and she seems fine with all this. She thinks he's just kind of quirky and cute. She's like I don't know she meets him down under the table and they're like talking and he says he's looking for like a fork or something. And this is where you find out you get the three of them under the table. It's kind of a fun scene, got like a fun shot. And that's when she's like, So you're a teacher? Uh, no, actually I'm a psychologist. Say what? Ow! Really? Yeah, someday I'll go into private practice, but for now I really enjoy what I'm doing. And Eddie's like, oh, no, you can't, you can't be with this girl. She's a psychologist. And that's when I'm like, okay, because he doesn't want Nelson to work on himself to get rid of Eddie. Because Eddie's, Eddie's been a crutch to Nelson. I think, it, like, you find out it's been, like, since he was, like, seven years old. So, like, anytime Nelson's had anything remotely bad happening to him or being bullied or anything, he would get, like, his confidence or get this help or get this support, whether it be bad or good, from Eddie. And Eddie's grown with him. So Eddie started out, like, as a kid, I guess, and grown with him. Now he's, like, in his early 30s, and he's still got this guy that pops up who's really kind of holding him back. He needs to work on a lot of his issues, and he hasn't. And Eddie's not wanting to leave. So he is not happy that she's a psychologist. And, of course, Nelson really likes her. And they're hitting it off well, and they have a good night, and it's cute. And they're like, okay, bye. Nelson goes into his room, and Eddie's just going off now. <laughs> he's like, you can't be with her. We can't. This isn't going to work. And he's like, why? And he's like, it's just, you know, she's just going to hold you back. And they get in a big fight, and Eddie's like, fine, I'll leave. And so there's, like, this other kind of world, I guess, that, like, Eddie can go to and, like, learn things and, like, gain powers or something. It's kind of weird. So Nelson can do this thing where he closes his eyes and, like, makes a little, mm, like, hum noise, like, hmm. And, like, kind of will him away. Kicks Eddie out into the cornfield in a way. Like, you know, if you want to go Twilight Zone on this. You know, sends him out to the cornfield for a while. And so now it's back at work. He's eating the Silver's chocolate bar. Time has passed. As you can tell because of the little wrappers. They've gotten a lot taller. His little chocolate wrappers. So it's probably been, you know, like a month or something. Maybe a little less. And that Jack guy is like, you know, we need to get this program out. What's happening? Nelson, I guess, is just like all over the place. His mind... Because he kicked Eddie out. So I guess that was some stuff that helped him. I don't know. But he's got a deadline. He's got to reach it. He also hasn't really heard much from Jane lately. And this is when Eddie shows up at his work. And just like climbs over the desks and sits down. And you realize like this is what he, t he says like, you know, I can see why you don't let me here. So a lot of the times when Nelson goes out into work and stuff, he doesn't bring Eddie along. He just deals with it and then dumps it on Eddie when he gets home. But I guess he's been so stressed and worked out. So stressed and worked, like overworked that Eddie is allowed back in and he's happy to see Eddie. He's like, oh, I thought I sent you away forever. And Eddie's like, no, I just been hanging out, you know, learning stuff, whatever. You sent me away, but we're cool, you know, whatever. And he's like, you can't let that Jack guy keep telling you what to do and stuff. So then he goes back home and then he runs into Jane again and you find out she's been sick. That's why he hasn't seen her for a little while. Nothing like too crazy. Like he thought at first, like he's like, oh, is it the Chinese food? I'm sorry that you got sick. She's like, no, I work with kids. Kids get sick. They gave it to me. That's what happens. And so she's a little, you know, she really likes him. And she's like, you should come over for dinner and stuff. And she's, you know, like real eager and cute and stuff. And he's like real cute. They're just like real nerdy, you know, and cute. And he's like, just give me a second and I'll just get changed or whatever. And I'll come over. And she's like, cool. 
And Eddie's like, don't do it. And so, like, he goes over to her place. And he's like, it's a nice place. And she's really a bit forward right away. Like, she's like, I'm feeling better from being sick. I am ready to make out and more. And so she gives him, like, some wine. I've been thinking a lot about you. Yeah? Not usually this forward. Well, not recently, anyway. But I had such a great time with you the other night. I just... I don't know, I felt so relaxed, and yet, it's strange, it's almost as if, as if there was something touching me. Touching you? Yeah, like hands, here, here. <sighs> Never felt anything quite like it. Do you mind if I kiss you? No. And then she's just like, can I kiss you? And he's like, okay. And then they, they kiss and then they they have sex. And you're like, okay. So then it cuts, like it moves kind of quick. They're like, you know what? This episode's like 24 minutes. We got to go. Um, we're in the third act here. So he sleeps with her and he's laying in her bed later, but she's sleeping and Eddie pops up next to him. And yeah, like, so he's like spooning her and then she, he pops up on the, like across from her so she could... If, if he was real, she could see it. And he's just like talking to him quietly. And he's like, I can't believe you did this. And he's like, I've learned some stuff when I was gone from you. And you banned me away from you, which I don't know how, <laughs> where he's been. There's some imaginary land where they can all hang out. But he shows him, he shows Nelson three people that used to mess with him at the foot of the bed. There's like a, like a nun teacher from a school, Ethan Supley from, I don't know, like movies like the butterfly effect and other movies some parent or something i also believe the nun lady is played by uh hilda or whoever it was from robin hood men in tights i liked her she was funny the um maid marion's helper or whatever i think she plays the the nun lady yeah and there's some like a coach or some other guy so it's like all these things that have been building up in him that he doesn't deal with they're yelling at him and he's like stop it stop it and so and he's like you should kill her take that pillow and kill her I figured out lots of things while I was away, Nelson. Lots of things. Eddie, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to go. I wasn't planning to. The way I figured, she's the one going someplace. I'll tell you what. Pick up a pillow. What? Yeah, pick up a pillow and put it on her face. Pick it up! No, I'm not gonna pick it up. Okay, that's fine. Let me show you another trick that I learned. Nelson Patrick Demers, you think you're so smart. I'll show you what smart is. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Sister Mary, what's her name? She never did like you much. Hey, check this out. Hey, Demers, you better start running. <laughs> Jimmy McKenna, boy, did he used to kick the shit out of you. Well, you're going to have an even bigger problem if you don't get that program written. Oh, please. Nelson Patrick, you're the mayor. So smart. I'm going to get that program ready. You better start running. Nelson. Man, this shit runs deep and dark inside your head. You think Sitting Beauty there is going to save you from all this like I have? they're wrestling and he goes to like run towards Eddie to push on him. They get in a fight, like a physical fight, and he ends up getting thrown through the window. But the window doesn't break because it's like an imaginary fight, I guess. So the he may even be like an imaginary land that he got sucked into on the other side of something, you know. 
and he gets thrown out the window. There's no break. It just like fiddles, like he just kind of like blurs away. So you're like, oh, I guess something happened. He died or something. And then it cuts to later and now Nelson is at work. He's smooth talking. He's not wearing his glasses or he's with Jane and he like tells off Jack and he's doing really good in his job and everything. And that's, you figure out, you know, he's like real like sassy or just like annoying, <laughs> but confident. And that's when you're like, oh, okay. So he's been replaced. Eddie is now Nelson in Nelson's body. That big wig lady comes over and she's like, we're really impressed with you these past couple days. You've been doing great. Yeah, of course I'll be home for dinner. I just got a few finishing touches to do on this program. And then I got a few finishing touches that got your name on it. All right, I love you, Jane. Jack, get in here! <sighs> Jack! What? Where's the schedule for the voice activation presentation? It was supposed to be on my desk yesterday. I I I'm working on it. Are you working on it? Well, work faster, dickhead. Watch it. Nelson. I can't tell you how impressed we've been with your performance lately. These past few days, it's like you're a new man or something. Oh, well, I'll tell you, Thelma, the only person holding me back before was me. So I simply, uh, got me out of the way. <laughs> well, whatever you did, it worked. I see VP stripes in your future. He's like, the only person holding me back was me. And so you're like, oh, okay, like, he gained confidence and stuff. But it's like... It's also kind of feel bad for Nelson because it's like he got overthrown by this more aggressive, abrasive person that's not necessarily him. But I guess Jane's fine with it and works fine with it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's all for the best. I don't know. And then that's how it ends. He like does this real annoying laugh and that's it. That's the end of the episode. It's an interesting take on like the imaginary friend thing, but it's not one that really like sticks with me. Um, it was well acted and everything. So that's the end of season six, episode four, Operation Friendship. There is some IMDb trivia on this one. The candy bar, like I said, was named Silvers. And that's after producer Joel Silver for Tales from the Crypt. The Optotrin office exterior, they do like an exterior shot where the office is, uh, is the same building at 837 Traction Avenue in Los Angeles, California, that was used many years later as the loft exterior in the New Girl show in 2011. Isn't that interesting? It cuts back to the Crypt Keeper and now he's fishing. He's no longer in the snorkeling outfit. He's now fishing. He's got like the little vest on and like he catches a couple of eyeballs and he's just having fun throwing out those puns. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... As for me, kitties, I'm afraid I've given up my water wings for dry land. My producers insist I get a little R and horror. And yeah, that's it. Season six, episode four, Operation Friendship. The next episode is season six, episode five, Revenge is the Nuts. Thank you all so much for downloading and listening to this episode. You can leave a five-star review on iTunes or Facebook, and I will read it on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's fun to read everyone's comments and reviews and things like that. You can also follow the Good Evening Kitties podcast on Facebook, as well as Twitter at G-E-K podcast. That's at Gek podcast. Thanks for checking out the episode. And have a good one.